Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Relationship is simply defined as a connection. And of course, this connection is with God. And I believe if any if any relationship that we have, Jesus should be our most important relationship. It should be the one that's valued. It should be the one that is better than any relationship we have. We should be able to tell Jesus anything, and in turn, we should be able to relate to Jesus on a personal level. In my opinion, I believe that any believer will be honored that God would show them the path of life. You notice how David started this this particular uh, verse off. It says, you will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. And I believe David was honored that God would show him the path of life. He would make known the path or the road or the way of living of life, how we, how he kept, how he was alive, how he flowed, his living, so forth and so on. He would instruct him about the road or the pathway of life. He would reveal and teach him the pathway of life. He would teach him how he should have the proper appetites for the things of God. He would show him how he would flow in everyday living, how we would be active in the things of God, how he would live his everyday life. I believe it was an honor. I believe the way you say, uh, the way he puts it here, you will show me the path of life. And I truly believe, like David, that uh, one indication is, is that he was going to show it to him. And David had a mindset that I'm going to submit to what you're about to show me. And anytime that God is showing you the pathway of life, we should be in a mindset that I am going to submit to God's way of doing things. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it God's way. And one thing I've learned over the years is that, that God doesn't show everyone the pathway of life because some people would treat it as uh, not essential. It wouldn't be important to them. But if a God will show you the path of life, then you should be honored that God will show you the path of life. Because if he don't show it to you, you can't have the abundant life that God wants you to have. You can't have the overflow. You can't have the super added that God wants to give into your life. In fact, let's go over to John chapter 10 and verse 10. Book of John chapter 10 and verse 10. The Bible reads as follows. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But notice why Jesus came. I have come that they might have they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus came so that we might have the abundant life, a life that is exceeding, super added, over and above a superior life, a life better than what we had before. We say better is here, better is coming. Jesus came so that we could have an abundant life. And we appreciate Jesus for doing that because he is telling us and David is indicating to us that we don't really know the pathway of life like God knows it. 
And God knows it for each one of us. That's why it is a personal relationship. He knows what's better for you and for you and for you and for me and so forth. He knows what's best for us. He knows what pathway we should take. The Bible talks about a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And I love the fact that even though there may be some bad steps in there, God still makes all things work together for our good because our steps are ordered by the Lord. And we also know that there is in, in as much as Jesus gives us prom, the promise of life, we must be mindful that the thief, the thief is, is constantly trying to steal the promises of God from our relationships, trying to steal it from our finances, trying to steal it from our peace, trying to steal our faith, trying to steal uh, everything that comes along our way. He is an accuser. He's trying to influence us that we don't know what we're doing when we walk by faith and not by sight. And that is one of the tricks of the enemy. He will try to tell you that you don't know what you're doing when it comes to the things of God. He will tell you that you that your prayers are in vain. He will tell you that your labor is in vain for the Lord. He will tell you that what you do for Christ will not last. But we understand the promises of God and the Lord has provided us promises in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. And these promises are the pathway of life. That's what let's go with 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Let's look at that real quickly. The promises of God. And all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. So every promise that God gives us is yes. Every promise that God makes, every announcement that God makes, because his word cannot return back to him void, but it must accomplish everything that he sent it out to do. So if God has made us a promise, his promise is going to be, it's going to come to pass in our life. The enemy can't stop it. Friends can't stop it. Co-workers can't stop it. No one can stop the promises of God because they're backed by God and God gives us power. He gives us strength and he gives us ability in order to get the job done. It is the pathway of life. And now, since there is a path of life, in my opinion, there's also a path of death, a path of death. What do you mean by that, Pastor Jesus taught us that wide is the way that leads to destruction. As stated in Matthew 7 and 13. Let's, fact, let's go to Matthew 7 and 13. Matthew 7 and 13. We're looking at the path of life. Those high, in Psalm 16 verse 11, while you're getting Matthew 7 and 13, he says, you will show me the path of life. Not everybody is privileged to the path of life. If you have, if you know the path of life, of course, we know the path of life. Jesus say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we know that Jesus is the pathway of life. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He has given us promises that lead us to the pathway of life. But you can't reject the pathway of life. You can't neglect the pathway of life. When God shows it to you, you can't reject it. That's why Matthew seven thirteen reads as follows. 
Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And destruction is an interesting word there, because destruction means ruin. It means perishing. And one of the definitions that I picked up just recently was, that means you agree with the enemy. You agree with the enemy. If he said, the enemy says you're sick and you agree with him, that is a pathway to destruction. If the enemy says you're poor and you agree with him, that means you're, that's, you're on the pathway to destruction. The enemy will bring thoughts at your head, but don't agree with the enemy. People will bring thoughts at your head, but don't agree with the enemy. The enemy will bring thoughts to your head that are in contra- contrast to the word of God, but do not agree with the enemy. Do not agree because that will lead to destruction. And if you agree, repent. Ask God to forgive you and then go back on and say, you know what? I don't agree with that right there. If a doctor says something and it is contrast to the word of God, don't agree with him. If a person on your job or your business says something that disagrees with the word of God, don't agree with them. If a family member says something in contrast to the word of God, do not agree with them. Do not agree with anybody that is in contrast with the word of God. There's going to be some good-minded folks and good-intentioned folks, but do not agree with anybody or anything that does not agree with God. Because that is the way of destruction. And we don't want to end up in ruin. We don't want to end up in pairs. Uh, we don't want to uh, end up agreeing with the enemy. And when we neglect the written and revealed word of God, then we'll, we are agreeing with the enemy, resulting in a life leading to ruin. When we neglect, when we fail to care for, we abandon the written and revealed word of God, then we are agreeing with the enemy, resulting in a life leading to ruin. And remember, this is why David said in Psalms 6, 16 and 11, you will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. I believe truly there's a path of life. I also believe the opposite of life is death. That's why I believe he said in Matthew 7 7 and 13, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And notice how he puts it there. And And there are many who go in by it. It's a broad path. Many find it too. And that pathway of destruction may appeal to the senses. It may appeal to the flesh. It may appeal to a way of thinking or talking that is contrary to the word of God. Many people find it, but it's leading to destruction. And we do, we, we choose not to agree with the enemy. We choose not to do that. Now, the second part of that text, it goes on to say, first of all, he said, David says, you will show me the path of life. The second part says, in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. David proclaims that his presence is fullness of joy. His abundance, it saturates us. But what does it saturate while we're in his presence? It calls us to have gladness joy and happiness being in the presence of God should make us glad it should bring joy joy of the Lord which is our strength it should make us happy to be in the presence of God if anything we should desire in our lives is the presence of God 
Now, one thing I need to caution you about, the, the presence of God does not always equate goosebumps coming down, up and down your spine, but yet it could have goosebumps coming up and down your spine. It doesn't necessarily mean that. It could happen, but don't always go by that. Because you could have the presence of God operating in your life and there not be one single goosebump go up and down your spine. To know the presence of God is with you 24 hours a day and seven days a week, especially when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You can walk by faith and not by sight and believe that's happening in your life. When you're driving down the road, the presence of God is with you. Look, you know, when you get in the car, y'all say hello, Jesus, every now and then. You, you know what I mean? Just everywhere you go, you ought to wreck. It's going to be honor the presence of God in your life. Not everybody got the presence of God operating. Listen, they got it, but they, it's not manifested. I mean, God's not speaking to them. He's not giving them peace that passes all understanding. He's not giving them joy. The joy of the Lord is their strength. He's not keeping them in the midst of whatever they're dealing with. When you got the presence of God in your life, you ought to be honored. That is the pathway of life, in my opinion. Lord, the presence of God. Because if I'm going a pathway where the presence of God is not there, then I'm in the wrong pathway. I, I should be in the pathway where the presence of God is in my life. And I should receive. Now notice when I'm in the presence of God, notice what David said in this particular psalm. It's fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. It's an abundance. It saturates. It is a, it, it is something that is overtaking our lives. Because we serve a God with unlimited resources, we must seek ways to remain in God's presence by thinking, speaking, and talking in a manner that aligns with his word. We serve a God with unlimited resources. Unlimited God with unlimited resources. We must seek, we must attempt to find something. Attempt to find ways that it will remain in God's presence. By thinking, speaking, and talking in a manner that aligns with his word, that we place in line with his word. Spending time in the presence of God is necessary as we are going to access uh, God's abundant life. It's a necessary. I want, listen, we can't take the presence of God for granted. I don't, we don't need to be a church that takes the presence of God for granted. Listen, I know God and I believe God's going to be here every time, whether or not I'm here or not. See, the presence of God is here, whether or not I'm in the building or not in the building. His presence is here. You ought to believe that in your home. You ought to believe that in your school. You ought to believe that in your business. You ought to believe the presence of God is which in your place, whether you're there or not. So when you get there, you're, it's already there. When you go home, it's already there. When you get in the car, oh, your presence is already here in the gun. That means I'm driving down the road. He can, he can just, he can direct the car to do certain things. He can tell me, listen, make sure you go through a little bit right. I mean, I was riding in the road today and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit kind of nudged me to go a little bit more, almost off the road a little bit. I saw why because the truck was coming <laughs> in the middle, almost in the middle of the road. And so I avoided that accident by the presence of God being in the car with me. Just a, listen, just, it might seem small to you, but that was big for me. Because I would have been in a wreck. I've been sitting there. Because, you know, a wreck lasts for hours at a time. Hours, days, it seemed like to me. But anyway, the presence of God, it helped me to avoid that. And so we don't take, we don't take for granted the presence of God in that situation. We don't take for, that for granted. We don't take for granted. So if we're, 
we see is necessary, essential, and needed if we're going to access the means of approaching or entrance, God's abundant life. In order to receive the joy that comes from the Lord. Because remember now, he talks about the joy. We must spend time in his presence. We got to spend time in his presence. We got to, presence represents his face. It's, and I like this word personal. It's a personal relationship. It is nothing that is going to be, what's what I'm looking for here? Yeah, we spend time corporately together in the presence of God, but your main power comes from a personal relationship with God. It comes when you're home or you are by yourself with God. Remember when Jesus, uh, Jesus was with his disciples and he went off to pray? Personal time with God. He could have said, disciples, let's gather around, join hands and touch and agree and pray. Well, two or three are gathered together in my name. There I'll be in the midst. But no, his true power came when he was alone with God. And our true power is going to come when we spend that alone time with God. But the enemy will try to give the perception that being in the presence of God is difficult. He will give that perception that being in the presence of God is difficult. He'll give that perception it's only for those who've been in church for a while. But let me say this to you. If you just got saved yesterday, you can experience the presence of God. If you've been saved for years, you can experience the presence of God. Spending time in the presence of the Lord is for everyone in every walk of life. It's not just limited to Pastor Dobbs. It's not limited to ministers. It's not limited to, to uh, musicians. It's not limited to lay. It's, it's, it's for everybody. Everybody can experience the presence of God. From the youngest to the oldest, everyone can experience the presence of God. Everybody. There's no limit. Youngest person in here can experience the presence of God. The oldest person in here can experience the presence of God. Everybody in between can experience the presence of God. There is no age limit. There is no spiritual status limit. There's nothing going on like that. God wants everybody to experience his presence. And that's what we want to be. So I want to give you a few. Oh, let me, let me emphasize again. The enemy will try to deceive individuals that being in the presence of God is different. That's something mystical. I can't, know, I can't nobody experience that except those that have been in God for a while. But that ain't true, though. I'm going to tell you, that's a lie from the pit right now. Everybody can experience the presence of God. Everybody. I'll give you a few tips for spending time in the presence of the Lord. A few tips. First tip I have for you, ask the Holy Spirit to help us have a hunger and a thirst for the written and revealed word of God. As written in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Something I never thought about before, but I'm going to bring to our attention this afternoon. Hunger and thirst are things that every human being experiences. Everybody experiences hunger. Everybody experiences thirst. You have to satisfy hunger and thirst whether you're saved or not saved. Everybody going to get hungry. Everybody going to get thirsty. You can't survive without food. You can't survive without water. 
Everybody needs food. Everybody needs water or some liquid in their life. Can't live without it. You got to have it sooner or later. You got to have it sooner or later. It don't matter how much you fast. You still got when you fast and you still going to need to drink some type of liquid substance. If you fast so many days or fast uh, so many hours, you still need liquid substance because you get amazing. It's amazing how dry you can come become when you are or fasting. And one thing about Jesus, it talked about he was hungry, but never talked about he was thirsty. So you keep, always keep that in mind. But these two facts, hunger and thirst. Hunger is the craving and the needs. In the rest of the world, craving and need. And the thirst represents a want, a eager desire. And the things that we need to have in order to have the presence of the Lord in our life is for the written and revealed word of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness is God's way of doing things. But really, that comes from God's written and revealed word. So I kind of, instead of putting righteousness in there, I just use the written and revealed word of God. But you can use written, you can use for righteousness, you can use the written and revealed word of God to stand for righteousness. Because it's God's way of doing things. How do you know God's way of doing things? His written word as well as his revealed word. You know how, remember, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That is a revealed word. So we need the written and we need the revealed word. As, and that's why, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So one way for us to spend time in the presence of the Lord is to have a hunger and the thirst for the written and the revealed word of God. The second thing I want to talk to you about is spend time in the scriptures with the guidance of the Holy Spirit as our teacher and God. It's written in John 14 and verse 26. We'll spend time in the scriptures with the guidance of the Holy Spirit as our teacher and our God. John 14, 26. Let's go there. A teacher is someone who instructs, explains. I like this definition because the Holy Spirit is an expert in this. Impart solutions. One thing the Holy Spirit does is he imparts solutions. Boy, that's good to know right there. If you need an answer to something, ask the Holy Spirit. He will impart solutions. What's going on with my relationship? God will impart solutions. What's going on with my body? He will impart solutions. What's going on with my finances? He will impart solutions. Whatever it is, God will impart solutions. And those solutions represents, in my opinion, part of the pathway of life. Because that, that lets me know the presence of God is in my life. How, he, how, what happens when the presence of God in, in gets in my life? One thing you can expect of him is, is, is for him to do is to impart solutions. It's good to know when you got a God that knows every, every subject matter. Every subject matter. There is not one subject matter God does not know. And this is what you need to know about God. <coughs> he is an expert in every subject matter. There's, I mean, he is the top, when it, the top of the top of the top of the class. He is the top of the top of the top of the class. He knows every subject matter. He knows every I is where every I is dotted, every T is crossed. He knows every subject matter. You remember the time we did the study about the body of Christ? And he and we talked about how he knows every part of the body of Christ. 
every part. He knows how every part is connected. He knows how every part is put together. He knows how it functions. And this is what you know about God. God been doing it for millions of years too, putting together bodies and causing them to function in every area of their life. He is a genius. Genius. And so he imparts solution. He's also a God, one who shows the way to have an influence. One who shows the way. So if you ever want to know which way to go, remember Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. God knows every solution. Every solution. You got a problem? Ask God. Give time for his presence to work. And he will show you the solution. Give time for it to work. This is one thing that some people get away from. They don't give time for God to work. They want it. Many times people want it just like that. And you've been with God long enough, you know. He'll recognize you. He'll say, I got you. But him giving you that answer in the natural may take a minute. I'm going to tell you that up front right now. Just get that, get over that. Just trust God. He got it. He's going to work it out for you. But it may take a minute for that natural solution to take place. And I'm telling you, and, and, and don't get frustrated with God. Don't get mad like some of us have did. But, and, and say, you know what, God, I want you to move right now. <laughs> Woo! It'd be fun when you say stuff like that, don't you? Now, we more old and experienced Christians can tell you, God going to move on his time. Don't let that microwave fool you now. Because God's not a microwave God. He moves exactly how he wants. Now, we know we used to pop stuff in the microwave. It'd be warm in a minute or two. But that ain't the way God worked most of the time. Now, he can do it. He can do it. But let me say this to you. Look for the slow. Listen, look for somebody going to cut the wood outside. What, wait for the tree to grow. Cut the wood down. Put it in the stove. Let that thing warm up. Then God will answer your prayer. In the, in the natural. Spiritual is already answered. But natural speaking, you got to give God time to work. And if you don't, you can get frustrated and get, try to get ahead of God, be like Abram. Oh, God, I need a child. Go, his wife said, go, go and see the, um, hey, is hey guy? Is that her name? Uh, go, go, go see her. And he did. And they had the child. But that wasn't quite what God had in mind. They got ahead of God. You can't get ahead of God and see some results, too. But it, it may not be the godly results. Thank y'all. Amen to that right now. I can testify to that. You can get some results, but it may not be the godly results. And we need godly results because godly results will last. It will bring the uh, permanent solution. There won't be any regrets or anything like that. It'll develop into what God wants it to be. So John 14, 26 reads as follows. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you Notice this, all things. There's no subject that God doesn't know. There's no subject that God doesn't know. His presence will bring about the necessary solutions that you need. His presence will bring it about. Even if he don't bring it when he first gets there, you know it's, listen, just be happy because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Every time you get in the presence of God, it may not come like that, but you know it's there. Because he knows every answer. He's the unlimited God with an unlimited solution. When his presence gets there, even if he, he decides not to give it to you right then, you know the answer there. Oh, you know the answer there. You know the answer is just right there. I mean, the God just, boom, drop it just like that. But he just sometimes he let it hover. 
like the Holy Spirit did on the day of Pentecost. It hovered over their, over their life before it actually came down on them. God will let it hover over your life for just a moment. Notice what he said. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's why it's important that you hear the voice of God. Because all, all God has to do is say it one time to you, and you already got the answer. You may not remember it. He may tell you three years ago. As long as the Holy Spirit knows what the answer is, he can pull it back up for you anytime he wants to. You think you just, oh, I just remember something. Y'all know the Holy Spirit brought that to you, remember? You know good, because I tried to pull some stuff up in my natural mind and got mad, frustrated, tried to Google it. I looked on my phone, did everything. And, and, and when the Holy Spirit wanted me to know it, that's when I knew it. Oh, yeah, I never, I probably never tried stuff like that. But I, I looked for a scripture one day. I could have sworn the scriptures in the Bible. I looked for that scripture and looked for that scripture had, and, and ministered without the scripture. Found the scripture after, the day after I, I ministered. The day after. And you know what I came to the conclusion of? That was scripture he wanted me to use. <laughs> I mean, to be real about it. Because I could have, I mean, think about it. God can find, any, he knows where every scripture is in the Bible. He knows where the Old Testament scriptures are and the New Testament scriptures are. This one scripture I, I looked for could not find. I remember that because that was kind of interesting to me. I Googled it. Still could, I can come up with the right words, come up with the right scripture. You know, because Google, you ain't got to come up with all the words. There about two or three of them in there, pop up about five or six in there. Couldn't find one word of this scripture I was looking for. I thought I was supposed to find it. It wasn't the right scripture. I wasn't supposed to use that scripture. I went on, ministered without it, and then found scripture the next day, and I, I realized this wasn't what God wanted. He wanted me to go. And that's why you can't rely on your own understanding. You got to acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your path. He, he's a God. He's a teacher. So the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit, to be your teacher and your God. Now, the next step, step I want to give you is this. Continue to develop a life of prayer without ceasing. Make it serious. Continuous without interruption. According to 1 Corinthians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing. That is so important for us. And prayer without ceasing does not mean you got a little secret about something 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It means that you're acknowledging the presence of God. I mean, have you ever sit in, in the same room with somebody and watch television? Y'all both didn't say nothing. What? That? Y'all, the, y'all, y'all were in each other's presence, right? That, you can be in the presence of God, but God not say anything. That's what you need to know. You can be in the presence of God, but God not say anything. And that's part of what it means by prayer without ceasing. I can be in, in your presence, God, but I know you ain't got to say nothing every time I'm in there. But based on what it says, pray without ceasing, without ceasing. Make it continuous without interruption. That means that I, God can acknowledge me whenever he wants to. And we can go in about uh, whatever he wants me to do. Now, look, I've been in the room with this man right here for a few minutes now, right? I have not touched him on the shoulder until now. All right? Doesn't mean I'm not in the room with him. It just means when I touch him on the shoulder, that's when I want to get his attention. God, you can be in the presence of God, but God not touch you on the shoulder. You can be in the presence of God in your car, your home, your church, shopping. I mean, God can be right up and down the aisles with you in the grocery cart. 
telling you what to get, what not to get. I mean, you ain't never, listen, God would tell you sometimes, don't touch that meat right there. I know it looks good on top, but don't touch that right there. I mean, God tell you stuff like that. He'll tell you don't get certain pieces of fruit. Don't get that fruit right there because that fruit ain't right. You pull it over, got a spot on it. The spot can be this minute, but God said that, that spot is huge. Don't get it. I mean, God would do stuff like that because you his child. He loves you. Any, listen, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our Father, how much more should Heavenly Father get Holy Spirit to them to ask? How much more should the presence of God be with us wherever we go? You on your job, you're in your school. At school, the presence of God is there. At home, the presence of God is there. Everywhere you go, the presence of God is there. We don't take the presence of God for granted. That's why I love what he said, and the presence of God is fullness of joy. You're happy because the presence of God is with you. And let me say this to you. You deserve the presence of God in your life. You deserve the presence of God in your life. You, de- you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have joy because of the presence of God. The next one, and let me say this to you. These are not all. These are just a few I want to cover tonight. There's probably more you can come up with and think of a few if I ask you. So don't limit it to here. See, when the presence of God is in your life, he knows all answers. He can impart every solution. He can, tell you, he can show you how you can be so busy during the day and just stop for 30 seconds and say, thank you, Jesus, and the presence of God just take over your life right there for 30 seconds. Woo! Energize you, revive you. I mean, it, it can do you better than a good old ham sandwich at lunchtime. The presence of God can. Just 30 seconds of the presence of God. Go to the bathroom, just talking to Jesus. Listen, while you go to the bathroom, I want you to talk to me just for about... In a couple minutes here while you go in the bathroom, God, you need to talk to God. You talk to God, you come back, you're ready. You're ready. You got answers. You got re-energized. Why? Because the presence of God. Let me tell you, the presence of God is real, y'all. Let me say this to you one more time. The presence of God is real. It is real. Don't you never underestimate the presence of God. Again, don't go by that goosebump feeling either. I got to have a goosebump unless the presence of God is there. Yeah, you may and you may not, but that ain't, that don't mean the presence of God was there. I thought about this when we talked about um, Sunday. What's that man's name? Not Jericho. Woo! Joseph, thank you so much. Thank you. Joseph. I said, Joseph. Joseph couldn't have felt the presence of God all the time. That man in jail, that man in a ditch. I don't know. He might could, but I'm just thinking I'm I'm sitting in jail. I did we did prison ministry last night. Uh, prison ministry real. Them bars hit. Boom. Hey, you, ain't, you ain't, listen. I don't care what they tell you on TV. You ain't jumping through them bars right now. You ain't you ain't open them up either, like Superman. No, ain't none of that happening either. When they click, they clang clang, they down, boy. And you still feel the presence of God? You good. But the thing is, Joseph had it no matter where he went and what he did. The presence of God is real. Now, the next one, generate a lifestyle of hearing the written and revealed word of God. 
Learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Learn to walk, conduct yourself, carry yourself in the way of life by faith. Your trust, your belief, your conviction, your confidence, your assurance. And let me say the object of your faith is Jesus and not by sight, which is external or outward appearance. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We conduct ourselves, our way of life is by faith. Our trust, our belief, our conviction, our confidence and our assurance is not by external or outward appearance. You can't go by your checkbook, but you're going to have faith. Can't go by how you can't go by how your body feels. Your body lies to you all the time. And your body tell you stuff. I mean your body have you work it have you taking every every piece of medicine you grab a hold of if you ain't careful. Go take this right here. Go take that right there. Go take this. I don't listen to my body like that. Now I do listen when it say uh sometimes it say rest, and I know I ain't did rest in a while. I was laughing the other day, uh, uh telling a story the other day. Um, for those who don't know, uh, my father, he had an accident Saturday and I spent, uh, in my mind, 42 days in the emergency room Saturday afternoon. <laughs> but I, the, the thing was, I had not fully prepared for everything I wanted to do on Sunday morning, you know. Uh, so I had to, got home around 10 ish and uh, had to finish preparing. So I got in bed about three or after three, so in that neighborhood. And, I thought about going to Zion Hill, my mother's um, homecoming uh, program. <laughs> I went home, boy, ate a little bit. It was over. <laughs> I said, I'm say it was over. I said, okay, I can't, I can't talk to nobody no more. I'm going to go lay down for a few minutes. And uh, that's what I did, went lay down. But, you know, uh, I had to listen to my body then, my point I'm making. I had to listen to my body. He said, hey, you, can, you ain't going nowhere. Because I got to that third, I know I've been rocking. I ain't talking about rocking like this. I'm talking about rocking. <laughs> I'm just being real about it. So I had to listen to my body then to what it said. You follow what I'm saying? But, you know, I, but I, what I couldn't listen to was this. At 1 o'clock at Saturday night, my body said, go lay down. I wasn't finished. Y'all see the difference? I had to get make sure I was prepared because, you know, hey, Sunday morning, hey, you know, we start on time. <laughs> I can't even talk about, hey, I need to take a nap, y'all, before we get started, y'all. <laughs> y'all come back at 12 a.m. <laughs> After I went to sleep, y'all be gone. I wouldn't look for nobody to be here. Because <laughs> I know how y'all operate. I ain't going to punish, you know, you, you got to learn how to listen to your body at the right time. Let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. Y'all see the difference there, right? See the difference, all right? See the difference. So we got to learn how to conduct ourselves by faith, how we trust and believe our confidence and assurance in Jesus, and not by external or outward appearance. You can't go by external. You can't go by outward appearance. you got to walk by faith and not by sight. But let me tell you something about sight. Sight real. Sight is real. When your checkbook, when you go to the ATM and you ask how much money you got and, and spit out that amount, it ain't lying to you. It is not lying to you. If your body hurt, 
That pain real. That is real. So those things are not lying to you. It's just God got the final say so. And you got to know the presence of God will give God the final say so. Nobody, look, one thing you never need to deny is what you actually see. I don't see that right there. Yeah, write that check down when you ain't got the full sense of nothing. Because they ain't got no problem getting the bank, them bank charges, bro. Not one bit. Listen, we'll pay your check and then charge you X number of dollars. And you're like, woo, they, they, they paid my check and then charged me X number of dollars. They'll do it too. Hey, listen, they're they happy to do it too. They're happy to do it. It's like, write another one. We'll pay it too. <laughs> I ain't got time to make a donation to the bank fund of. It's real. So we don't ignore the external, outward appearance. We just don't, we don't approach it with natural means. We approach it by faith. We approach it by faith. So these steps are going to help us with the presence of the Lord in our life. We're going to have a hunger and a thirst for the written and revealed word of God. We're going to have the Holy Spirit to teach and guide us. We're going to pray without ceasing. And we're going to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. These will keep the presence of the Lord in our life. And there's probably others you can add to that. But these are just some good ones to get you in the right direction. Because remember, we're in the pathway of life. The latter part of that text in Psalm 16:11 reads as follows. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We, are, we can see that at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Right hand represents a place of authority. Pleasures, delightful, agreeable, lovely, and pleasant. Forevermore, strength, victory, endurance until the end. I believe that God gives us all good things to enjoy, as specified by 1 Timothy 6 and 17. Go to 1 Timothy 6 and 17 to back up the latter part of Psalms 16, verse 11. I truly believe that God will also operate in godly pleasures. Let me put it to you like that. Godly pleasures. And let me emphasize this word here, agreeable. Agreeable with God, not agreeable with you. Agreeable with God. What's agreeable with God? What's lovely and pleasant in God? 1 Timothy 6 and 17. I need to find it. Y'all probably already got it. Here you go. Let me go. 1 Timothy 6 and 17. Reads as follows. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. Interesting. He says those that are rich in this present age. He expects people to be rich in this present age. Not to be haughty, haughty nor trust in uncertain riches, but the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. Thank God he gives us things to enjoy. You know what I thought about? I got enough stuff that I don't enjoy. I'm glad that God gives me stuff that I do enjoy. And there's some things, you know, God will give you to enjoy. And don't think that the presence of God is not there when you're enjoying stuff. When you have things to enjoy, God gives that 
for you to enjoy. Whether it's family, uh, loved one, vacation, whatever it is, he gives you things to enjoy. That's good. I, I'm not mad with God when he gives me stuff to enjoy. And you have enough stuff that, that pulls at you and comes against you, it's good to know that God will give you things to enjoy. And that's a blessing. That is a blessing. David discovered the things that are agreeable with God by get, being in his presence. A major key to fulfilling a Christian journey is to make an effort to be in his presence and consistently striving to stay in his presence. This is what we want to be at. If I want to spend my last point and my last in this particular message is this. Once we get in his presence, let's stay in his presence. Let's stay in his presence. Don't look for the goosebumps. If you have them, fine. If you don't have them, fine. Do it by faith and not by sight. Stay in the presence of Jesus. Stay in the presence of Jesus and you'll find a fulfilling Christian journey. You stay in the presence of our master. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.